Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of the New Scientist Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Rowan Hooper. Now, last week I got a message from David Shreve of the Conservation Foundation here in the UK, and he told me about a grove of ancient wild yew trees in southern England. And that was already enough to entice me. But the reason he was getting in touch was that the trees are in trouble. They're ailing, or the way tree specialists put it is that they're declining. So I went to have a look at what's going on. I went to Newlands Corner in the North Downs to see these. And they're some of the oldest organisms in Europe. And actually, the trees constitute one of the oldest populations of wild ewes growing anywhere in the world. I met up with Jeff Monk, who's an arboreal scientist working on saving these ancient trees. So we're standing underneath a, a yew tree now, like a, quite a big one, quite an old one, you know, maybe, what, 800-odd years old? Yeah, I'd say it looks about yeah. that, yeah. But, but it's very thin, and you were saying the canopy, you know, in, in 20 years ago you would have been, you'd have looked up and not seen the sky, but we can see... Yeah patches it's very thinned out isn't it so it's a, it's a tree that's in decline it is it is very much so you can see so you, all of the less productive needles have basically been shed so the, the needles that were in low, lower levels of sunlight have been lost and all the tree is really retained as a sort of a, a minimal skirt of needles around around the outside and you know that is probably Obviously, it's part of the decline syndrome, but the key stress factor that often drives decline syndromes and has probably driven this needle drop is drought stress. And again, with climate change, that is something that is on the increase as well, unfortunately. And it puts trees under massive pressure at the best of times. And when they're declining, it, it really feeds into decline syndromes. Yeah. So the, yeah, this is so the biggest you on the site. Is it this, this the is, oldest as well, or does uh, that not work like that? I think pro- probably, certainly the oldest intact you, but there are also lots of remnants. I actually think that remnant over there is potentially older, because you, you, you can still just about trace the, um, the circumference of it. You can see the remains of the, the old stem, and it, that one's actually a little bit wider than this one. Right. But, um, yeah, this is the, the oldest, biggest oldest, mostly intact you. Yeah, but less intact than it was, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> Significantly less intact. Yes, yeah. yeah. About two weeks ago, that fell off. Oh, dear. I asked Jeff why the trees are declining. And if in some of the audio here you can hear cars driving past, it won't surprise you that fossil fuel pollution is one of the main reasons. So I've been, I've been looking at tree declines. So I started off with oak declines. So I've been looking at that since 2010. And come up with uh, a working hypothesis. On, on what we think the key drivers are that are leading to decline in trees. But certainly the basis of that, we believe, is in the soil. And tree roots are really vulnerable. A lot of the sensitive processes, so the tree's immune system, its interactions with microbes, so all things that in, human, in humans happen, you know, protected within our, within our gut, within our vascular system. In trees, 
those processes are all externalised into the soil around the roots. So the soil and the microbes in it that are around the roots are an integral part of the tree. And so it follows that they're incredibly vulnerable. So unfortunately, one key thing that's been going on uh, in recent recent decades, well, recent centuries really, is uh, nitrate pollution. So that's some burning of fossil fuels. And so we've got nitrates coming down in the rain. And unfortunately, it just so happens that because all of natural ecosystems are low-nutrient systems, so low levels of nitrate, but we know that nitrate is the most important nutrient. So the whole balance of everything was set up around there being low levels of nitrate and organisms being able to help trees get nitrate. So suddenly it starts coming down in the rain, being thrown onto fields by farmers, washing into watercourses. It's everywhere, so it's completely appended the, uh, the natural equilibrium. And, you know, these mi- the microbial communities are an integral part of the tree and tree function. And we've, got, we're causing, we've caused dramatic shifts in those communities. And, you know, not unsurprisingly, unfortunately, it's caused, you know, dramatic shifts in how trees function. And sadly, they're declining. Mm. I mean, the one good thing, I guess, we could take from that is that if we did stop nitrate pollution the microbial community you know you'd hope it would come back right absolutely that's certainly my hope a lot of these microbes will hopefully still be there but in a dormant state Mm. and so yeah like you say if we can stop the nitrates going in hopefully they can come back and uh, tree resilience and condition will, will start improving again but like you know the longer that this goes on the less likely there it is that that microbial community will be able to recover so it really is something we need to be looking at now. So while we wait for nitrate levels to come down, what can we do now? Okay, so my company, Trika Systems, we specialise in what we call regenerative arboriculture. So that's tree and soil health. And so one of the treatments that we're doing, probably that, that, that has the most benefit out of all of them, is we're applying aerated compost tea. So what that is, is, is uh, Effectively, it's, it's a solution absolutely teeming with beneficial microbes that we, we brew from, from compost right. and also humic acids. And we, we spray the tree crowns with that. We've got big, long poles. So we yeah. do a foliar application and we also do a root zone application. And so we're, when we're doing that, we're, actually, we're compensating for this, this impoverished microbiome. We're putting loads and loads of, of beneficial microbes back yeah. in and you know we're demonstrating a really positive effect we, we can reverse oak decline now on a tree by tree basis as long as it's you know the trees are not too far gone yeah and um, we're, we're, we're hoping with this research that we're going to find what treatments work with you i'm fairly sure that the compost tea is going to help with you you as well That's forest ranger JP wielding the chainsaw there. He's just chopped a segment out of a fallen branch of yew. And here's dendrochronologist Toby Hindson reading the tree rings from the segment. Yeah, the rings are very even. That's particularly beautiful. And it, um, it shows, shows up the narrow rings very nicely. That looks like 2010, which is a very bad year. Uh, the ring, that, that, that ring is extremely close to that one among all these other ones which are quite evenly spaced. By taking samples like this and core samples from the tree trunk and using rain records from over the years, we can get a more accurate estimate of the age of these trees. And the big ones here range from 800 to over a thousand years old. 
we passed two trees very close to each other. One was a mighty big yew, but the one next to it looked like a thin sapling. But Toby said they were actually the same age. The little one has just been completely dominated and, and literally overshadowed by the bigger one. But they're connected underground by the wood wide web. That's the fungal network that connects trees in a forest and allows them to share resources. So the big one has actually been feeding the little one. The needles from yew trees create a very rich mulch and this even builds up on its own trunk and on branches and nooks and crannies on the tree itself. And this means that sometimes plants can grow on the tree. And Jeff and Toby showed me where a service tree had been growing in the crook of an ancient yew tree. The service tree is all completely gone now, but it grew out of this hole here. Service tree? What's yeah. that? A, this is a species of tree, wild, wild service tree. What, so like as an epiphyte yeah, kind yeah, of thing? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, we call them cuckoo trees. Wow. So basically they sort of, you know, they feed and land in, in this, you know, fantastic sort of fertile uh, yeah. growing mulch and uh, away they go, basically. Yeah. yeah. It was a reference from the 1800s to that tree. Right. But in the service tree, that was in, in fact, there is a bit of it. It's the last bit there. That just is, hanging yeah. on there. Oh, I've, yeah. I've watched it fall off over the last 40 years. Yeah. It used to be quite a big lump. That's the last yeah. little bit. So it's not on. service tree, it's a... Wild service tree. Wild service yeah. tree, okay. Yeah. Sorbus tormenalis. Oh, it's sorb it's a sorbus. Yes, it's a sorbus. That's a rowan yeah. tree, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, rowan well, is rowan yeah the mountain. Same genus, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. This is probably my favourite tree in the whole flight. Probably the most impressive one, I think. Wow. Yeah, this is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do we... What's the estimate on this one? The age? Uh, it's probably about 850, 900 years old. It's quite hollowed out, isn't it? Yes, it is. You used to be able to get inside it, but it's grown. So <laughs> that crack is actually narrowed. <laughs> and what is it about the, this area that makes, mm. them, makes it so good for wild use? Uh, well, originally, the, you would have had this, this habitat across the whole of the North Downs because yew grows really well on, on chalk, basically, uh, over a chalk bed, bedrock. So this is sort of like the last surviving relic of, of you know, what would have been a, an expansive habitat of a yew woodland, which would have been full of ancient trees like this as well. Yeah. Yeah, yew, so yew is, is, is the one tree species that, that really has great potential for immortality. Were it not for the nitrates, yeah. sadly. There's a reason it's been here for 200 million years and it's still going. That was Jeff Monk of Treco Systems Limited, and hopefully his microbiome mixture can help save these ancient yews. As he said, he's already had success saving ancient oak trees, which are also in decline. So while we wait for the transition to electric vehicles and we get nitrate pollution down in the air and uh, with farmers using less nitrogen as well in fertiliser, Hopefully things like what Jeff is doing can preserve these incredible organisms. Thanks to Jeff and also to JP and Toby Heinsen for showing me this wonderful ecosystem. Thanks to you for listening to this special episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Rowan Hooper. Do subscribe to our show and we'll see you again soon. This podcast is produced by OG Podcasts. Find out more at ogpodcasts.co.uk.